Welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, John Bernadovich. Thank you so much for listening. Please consider liking, commenting, subscribing, and sharing with a friend. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals with the hope to find out what it takes to do HR like a boss. On today's show, I am so excited to have Lisa Dean Mamula joining me. I had to add the Dean because a lot of people know Lisa as Lisa Dean. That's when I first met her back a number of years when she worked at THRD. And eventually we were lucky enough to acquire the firm. And the story that I've stuck with all along is by far the number one asset and the greatest part of acquiring THRD was being able to work with Lisa and her professionalism, her expertise in the field of HR and staffing, and just a generally great person. So welcome, Lisa, to the HR Like a Boss podcast. Thanks, John. I'm happy to be here and happy to be a small part on this journey you've embarked on. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun. We've, I know we've tripped up a few times along the way, but we continue to maintain that uh, what I would just call very personal professional relationship, which I feel thankful to be a part of your family in a small way in, uh, in, in, in seeing your family grow and all that you're doing and all the fun stuff that's going on. But anyway, I know a lot about you. Maybe our guest, unfortunately, may not know, or sorry, our listeners may not know a lot about you. So do you mind taking a minute and just sharing a little bit about your background and what you're up to these days? Sure. Yes. So my role here at Willery is the director of staffing. I uh, focus in the temporary and direct hire search for HR and payroll professionals. And we support obviously Willery as a whole and the consulting group. So I, as John mentioned, joined the organization through an acquisition and it probably was the smoothest, easiest transition ever and, and got to continue to work and serve the HR community in Northeast Ohio. So it's been great, um, great run. Yeah, good for you. Lisa and I do have something in common. We both have a passion and love to play golf besides serving the HR and payroll community. And we have won a few tournaments in the past, plug, plug for ERC. I think the Willery team has won a couple years in a row and Lisa is a huge part of that. So any, any chance we get to have a air quote meeting out on the golf course, that's one of my favorite to do's with Lisa. All right, well, cool. Well, we're not here to talk about golf or, or our golf talents. We're here to talk about HR. And I do ask the first question, always is the same for every podcast guest, Lisa, and it's trying to get an understanding of how you would describe the purpose of human resources. I would describe the purpose of human resources is really to develop and execute on an organization's people strategy and really ensure that that's aligned with the company's business objectives. And you could probably ask that question a hundred times and get a different answer because HR wears so many different hats and HR has certainly been challenged in the last couple of years with responding to the biggest disruption to employees in probably all of our lifetimes. They really now have to look at the people holistically and ensure that all of their needs are met. Yeah, no, that's great. I know the common word these days is alignment. I know we as a leadership team at Willery use that quite a bit. And this is a great continuation of the end of season two on the podcast to showcase some of the great talent we have at Willery and get some of those insights and aligning that people strategy with the overall organizational plan 
And as we look to scale up our business, I know, Lisa, we've worked really diligently on doing that. And people are at the forefront of that for us in our business. And it should be for yours as well, for those of you out there that are listening. So if you do not have an aligned people strategy with your the outcomes that you're hoping to achieve within your business, make sure that you start to focus your attention on building that strategy most effectively. And I know, Lisa, you've been, you've been doing this just for a few years, not too long, and you've probably <laughs> seen a lot of things happen over that short period of time, especially with COVID and going through the acquisition that you talked about. And I'm curious as to what are some of the top trends that you're seeing that are impacting the clients that you serve in our staffing business every day? Yes, I see three trends that are impacting most of our clients right now. I mean, obviously, there's the war on talent, and I, you know, everybody is asking, where did all the people go? I um, I think the people are out there. I think the problem is that everybody is buying for the same talent at the same time. I think there's ongoing transitions with great resignation, and there are some skill gaps in the market, and and. Also, recruiters are just above capacity to effectively manage uh, the open positions. So I see that trend continuing along with compensation structures. Now, companies have had to pay a premium to attract talent. Uh, this has caused internal equity issues and this demand for total rewards and, and comp professionals to come in. Companies need to evaluate the competitiveness of their wage and salary structures. And they're, you know, that coupled with higher inflation than we've seen in years has really led to companies increasing their prices on their goods and services. In addition to, you know, the recruiting and the comp, we've seen an increased demand for OD and training and development professionals Companies are looking at their succession plans and identifying where they're at risk, where there's gaps. And they're also looking at beefing up their training programs, not only to you know, um, train their, their team members, but also to engage them and retain them. Yeah, no, I know we're feeling all that. The comp side, the recruiting, fortunately for our business, have been able to provide that support to our clients as they go through that. And I think one of the things that I hope doesn't ever, doesn't go back to the way that it was is when budgets get cut, the first thing you cut is training and development. And I'm hoping people realize the fact that your people are your, your human resource, your employees are your number one asset. And we have to continue to develop and grow that particular talent. So when we hit a recession or we're feeling the effects of inflation and we want to start to cut budget, that we don't cut that training and development budget because it has a, a long-term cascading effect because we will ride the wave through whatever dip that we're going to have now that ends up you know, potentially not hopefully lasting that terribly long. All right, Lisa, so tell me a little bit more. I'm curious from a trend standpoint, and we talked about those three areas. Can, can you share a little bit of like innovations, things that maybe employers can do that they can, they can try to buck that comp challenge that recruiting war on talent issue, uh, the training develop riddle that, that you mentioned, what, what do you think they could be doing to do it a little differently, a little better? Yes. So I think um, innovation is the key across the board and um, probably starts with, you know, employee engagement is huge right now. Employees aren't engaged. They've been through a lot. So I would say first and foremost, survey your employees to understand what they need and want 
Um, I would also say walk the walk when it comes to your company culture. I've talked to many candidates that have made transitions during all this movement and three months into a new job, they're realizing that the company isn't necessarily what they were sold on and they're looking to make a move again. And right now is a, is a perfect opportunity to do that. I think employee referral programs and networking is also huge. I personally have an initiative to create a more formal employee referral program. And I will share um, here, I have a pretty awesome team and uh, our most recent hire came as, an, as a referral through our professional network. And she has since referred our next hire. So trust your A players to refer A players. I think you need to also think outside the box and really, um, you know, if you find someone that is a cultural fit and they can be trained up, you know, there's some great candidates out there. Uh, there's, um, we've had clients come to us that have had searches open for six to 12 months and they're not ready to flex on not having any, someone that checks all the boxes. So I think there's an opportunity there. Um, if you haven't already, developed um, a sound DEI policy and programs. There's certainly an opportunity there to not only engage with your current team, but to open up the talent pools. Kind of goes back to that employee referral program too. Um, another interesting thing I think is innovation with technology. Uh, there are, this is kind of fun to Google too. Uh, there's some robot servers in restaurants. I know in Chicago, there's one and Las Vegas. And so it's kind of fun just to see what the challenges are um, with the robot servers. And then, um, you know, they're rolling out some pilot programs for robot delivery vehicles for DoorDash and Uber Eats. We already have self-service checkouts in most major retailers um, and, and automation with customer service lines. So while that can all be frustrating at times, I do see a continued trend in innovation with technology, uh, especially just to address the human shortage. And then with that, I see a continued trend with entry-level jobs in, in the technology space to manage those programs. And I agree with you, um, John, just, you know, there's an opportunity and I think lessons learned. Let's not cut talent acquisition and talent development the minute there's an economic downturn, because I agree, you should always be recruiting and you should always be developing your people. And I think, you know, the numbers will speak for themselves. If you can, if you can develop a pipeline of candidates and keep them engaged and they want to work for your company when there is an opening, you're going to be just that much far ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Did you give the robot yeah, the a robot. tip? <laughs> I don't know, but I know that one of the challenges that, um, that, that they shared was that the robot is interactive. So they have a problem with them being too chatty because people are probably enamored with them when they come to the table and want them, want them to keep conversing. So that's one thing I, I don't know how they're gonna resolve. I remember vividly reading in a book, the best, the best rated servers were the ones not necessarily that engage in a lot of banter or try to relate with the guest. It was about the ones that repeated back their order so if you ordered a cheeseburger with a pickle, lettuce, tomato, a side of fries, and a Coke, you should repeat that back as a server. So you ordered a cheeseburger, I can't remember what I said, lettuce, tomato, you know, fries, and a Coke. 
I, I thought that was interesting. They got more tips. I think statistically about 15% more tips for ones that repeated back as opposed to try to create some level of rapport. But speaking of rapport, Willery is, is a huge part of the success of this podcast, Lisa, as you know, and is near and dear to my heart. It has supported the formation and continues to provide resources needed to put on this podcast. Willery's purpose, as you know, is to empower people and is focused on supporting mid-sized companies with their direct hire search and temporary staffing services led by our guest today, Lisa Mamula, along with a unique client-side HR technology consulting practice. If you're struggling to find talent for your HR and payroll teams, email lisa at willery.com because she can help you find that talent. Or if you're not getting a return on your investment in your HR tech, please visit our website at willery.com. That's always the most awkward part for me to do in the podcast, probably even more awkward with one of my colleagues on the phone or on the, as a guest, but we got through it and we just have two more questions, Lisa, and we'll get you on for the rest of your day. So you can go find some great talent for your clients and uh, supporting them with that referral program, which before I get into my next question, I want to, I want to give a, a, an, a, uh, I don't know, it's a little, little secret. I encourage Lisa, when we were talking about this referral program to give the person that provides the referral a choice. Do you, do you want a pat on the back? Do you want a nice letter? Do you want cash in your hand? Uh, or do you want us to make a donation on your behalf? As we empower people, our main benefactor, that is Youth Opportunities Unlimited, and it's important for us to give back. So we're going we're gonna to figure that out. So if you as a listener have any suggestions on incentives for the referrer that provides that referral, uh, we would certainly appreciate that insight. All right, let's get back to the to the reason why you're on the show, getting some of these great insights on the questions that we have for you. One of the main points in the book that, that I've, I've written, HR Like a Boss, is, is the fact of non-HR professionals' response to HR is, I hate human resources. And I've told the story too many times, I won't do it again, but it resonates with the HR profession as well as those that aren't in it. And I'm curious how you would suggest, having worked with HR professionals throughout most of your career, how would they break down that stigma of the perception that people just do not like the function of HR? Yes. So quite frankly, I don't think employees understand HR in what they do. And I, conversely, I think that HR professionals have a lot of respect for each other. Um, so I think there's an opportunity there to educate employees and really tie back the HR initiatives, roll those out, communicate them to employees so they can understand the tie back to the business objectives. And, you know, HR, it's, it's kind of a love hate, I guess. People love HR when it benefits them and maybe hate HR when they're enforcing policies, but I think that's a maturity issue and probably nothing HR can do about it. Yeah, I remember when I worked in a large corporate setting, I, I, I knew who the HR professionals were in my department or in the office that I was in, and they were super nice, but I, I don't remember luckily ever having to talk to HR. And we did annual performance reviews, which was you know, I shouldn't say this out loud, somewhat of a joke because it was a form piece mm -hmm. of paper. It was a, during lunch, hey, sign this form here. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, does that mean I get a, do I get an increase in my base if I sign this, this piece of paper? He's like, yeah, sure. It'll happen. No problem. But yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think a lot of people don't understand what goes into the role of HR. And that's hopefully what 
the book will do trying to connect people to look at their role as a business leader first and then have that expertise within HR to make an impact on your employees and on your company and in your community. All right, well, talking about impact, that's what this podcast is all about, HR Like a Boss. The book is all around amazingly awesome HR, and I get all the guests that I have on the show out of here with the very last question. So Lisa, I'm curious, how would you describe someone that does HR Like a Boss? I would describe someone that does HR Like a Boss in the same way I would describe the qualities in any profession, you know, integrity, innovation, empathy, respect. I mean, those, those are traits you would expect any leader to have and HR is no exception. And I'll, I'll close with, I'm very fortunate in my role that I get to work with a lot of HR bosses out there across many organizations. And I'm so impressed when they come to a job order intake call and we talk about everything except what's on the job description. I mean, they, they come and they share what their organization is doing, their strategies, their objectives, their priorities. I mean, that's really their culture. I mean, those are the types of things that are really going to be helpful for me and in, in finding and aligning the right people to fit their, their open positions. So I would say that's an HR summary of an HR boss. Awesome. Way to go. Well, I'll do a quick recap for those. A lot of great nuggets that Lisa shared on the show today. She talked about the importance of aligning your people strategy with the overall business outcomes that you're trying to achieve within your company. So important to continue to invest in your training and development, no matter how good or bad the economic circumstances is. Double down on your people, even when things are bad. It's amazing how people notice that. Speaking of noticing, we want to thank everyone that's ever referred any sort of business opportunity candidate to Willery. At the same time, we really appreciate the importance of that. And Lisa will be developing somewhat for, something formal within our organization to drive more candidate referrals and more business referrals to us. We, we, we value them so much, and those relationships are so important. I'm not surprised to hear Lisa say to leverage te technology, especially as her department right now is in the midst of implementing a new applicant tracking system, which I know she's excited for, and so too is her team. And then lastly, someone doing HR like a boss does it with integrity, does it with respect, does it with empathy. And all those things sound like Lisa Mamula to me. You were a great guest <laughs> on the show. Super excited to have had you. Hopefully you had a good time. I had a great time. Thank you, Jen. Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating or review. And better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.